following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. What's up, Michigan? It's our number two on a Wednesday broadcast for the incredible Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. Book your stay and play package at TullymoreGolf.com. You can also book a tee time if you live within driving distance of Tullymore. Inside this hour, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman Doug Skeen. Early 90s, back to the late 80s. Uh, he'll join us. You can hear Doug with Chris Ballas at the Wolverine.com for the Michigan football podcast that happens year-round. Doug will give us his huge opinions on Michigan's offensive line, their offense, their offensive coaches. Harbaugh, short-term, long-term, how long will he coach at Michigan? If you do have a comment about Michigan football or about the Lions or the Big Ten or Michigan State, you can drop those comments on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook and opt-in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. So, Doug, we've been here the last three days talking a lot of football. Uh, your expertise is that O-line. When you look at what Michigan has returning on the offensive line up front, how do you compare this year's O-line unit to the conversation we had a year ago about the 2022 Wolverine front wall? Well, last year's offensive line was very, very good in, in, in another building year to really high levels for Coach Moore running that offensive line up there, obviously. And we knew coming into last year that that team was going to ride with the success of, of the, the experience that it had up front. And they proved it throughout the season. They had a great year and, and got better in a lot of cases and went through some injuries. Keegan suffered through some injuries there through the season. Al Hadi stepped in, did a nice job. The depth was there a year ago, and they certainly met expectations. And But it wasn't without perfection, or it wasn't without some opportunity for improvement is what I should, should say there. Early in the season, there was some red zone stall outs, and we had, we struggled at times to get inside the 10-yard line to smash that thing in the end zone. And then they started finding their groove, and then we all know how it kind of finished. It didn't didn't go that well in some spurts there in that, in that TCU game. So a very, very, very good line from a year ago. Owatimi at the center position was outstanding. I thought that kid was as good of a center that I've seen in the last 20 years play for Michigan. Uh, by the way, I think one of the steals in the NFL draft, he, he slipped down to the fourth round, but I, I just think he's an outstanding center in there. Um, so last year's offensive line, very, very good. Coming into this year's offensive line, there's a lot of returning talent, a lot of experience in there. The the change out at the center position the, with the loss of Olawatimi in there, I think is an interesting dynamic. I know we've got a transfer coming in from Stanford. You got a couple young guys that are, they're going to battle in there. And so, the good news there is that there's depth, regardless of what the guy from Stanford does. And we hope he does really well. 
but the depth at the center of the offensive line is critical. The center position is the quote-unquote quarterback of the O-line, sets a lot of protections, a lot of the communication starts from the beginning in the middle of the offensive line and works its way out, so that's a critical position. Uh, We're going to have a new left tackle with a transfer portal guy from Arizona, Arizona State, and uh, so he'll be excited to see a big, tall offensive tackle, left tackle kind of type, super tall guy with long arms, so he fits the physical mold. Uh, there's no reason that this unit, when you when you got Keegan at left guard, Zinter at right, Carson Barnhart coming back at right tackle, there's a lot of experience there. Al Hadi is a guy who played a lot of football in there as well. Uh, Trente Jones played a lot of football last year, had an injury, and but he's back in the mix. You've got five solid starters in there, but as I've said time and time again, you got to have seven guys that can rotate at any time with no drop-off. They certainly have that. And so the sky's the limit once again. If there's, if you know, Every team that ever won a championship in the Big Ten at Michigan has had a really good offensive line, and this year will be no different. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman, joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. If you have a Michigan football question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. So great O-line. Corman Edwards are the best running back duo in college football going in to 2023. Both should be great pros. Uh, J.J. McCarthy, uh, he's had all the big game experience. You're under his belt. When you look at McCarthy and you look at the Michigan offense, what do you expect from McCarthy now in year two as the man? That's a great question. It, if I watch the highlights and I look back in last year and some of the bigger plays, one of the, the biggest one comes to mind as a critical, a critical third down. I think it was a third down down at Ohio State late in the season there where he took off running toward the Ohio State sideline and put a shoulder down and got an extra three, five yards. I think as a, as a, as a guy that, that goes out there and does that and, and it clearly fired up the team and, and you sort of raise your eyebrows when you see your quarterback doing those things because they're coached not to do it. Typically, they, they, you know, these guys are being told, hey, step out of bounds, don't be a hero. But when he does those things, I think it has a really positive impact on the rest of that huddle and it fires everybody up. I would expect more of that. And, and we, we criticized him a little bit in that TCU game for not keeping some of those balls with that defensive end bent really hard down the line. It's like, dude, why don't you keep that thing? Well, maybe there was a second-level defender that was spying him. Who knows? But I, I, I see more confidence out of his ability to run that football, which raises a concern about the injury factor. We talked about uh, who's going to be the backup. That's concerning. Um, but I, I, I think more confidence with the foot and then – the confidence level and the effectiveness uh, to be able to showcase the arm that this guy has will greatly depend on our rod receivers being able to get open. And that was the seem, you know, it seemed like it was kind of a hard thing to do at times last year for that group, get separation. And when he delivered the football to catch the football. So we're, we're waiting for a breakout guy to, you know, be a go-to guy on the edge of that offense. If somebody can turn into that guy, then you're going to see a whole new level of J.J. in that in that pocket back in there that's going to make him maybe become a superstar. Corman Edwards, uh, not a lot of talk. And I mentioned the best running back duo, pretty much every college football preview magazine service says number one running back duo bigger than Alabama, any of the big boys. 
their roles in this offense because it seems you haven't seen both of them at the same time a lot on the field. When you look at Corum, when you look at Edwards, your experience on that Michigan offense back in the late 80s, early 90s, what's the best way Harbaugh can maximize both Corum and Edwards? Well, I think Edwards has got more dynamic availability to move him around on that football field. He's such a talented guy. You've got to keep you got to find a way to keep him on the field as much as you can. And so when one of them is standing on the sideline, a defensive coordinator is going to go, well, okay, good. Now I don't have to defend one of them. So I don't know how Coach Moore and Coach Harbaugh and the rest of that offensive staff are going to do this, but they have to find a way to get both of these guys on the field at the same time. I think Edwards clearly gives you more options. Uh, I'm not sure that you can put Corum anywhere else, but the running back position or in the backfield and do some things. And he's very good back there, no doubt. Um, but but Edwards in the slot, Edwards out on the edge. We've seen him do it before and do it well. Uh, again, if you see any kind of sniff of a linebacker trying to cover that guy, you know the ball's going to go to him because that's a mismatch. Linebackers can't keep up with that guy. And so that's exciting. I, I, I think that will be an interesting uh, thing to look for here in September to see how they're going to effectively do that. But there's, there's, there's a common denominator that we learned watching these two young men play the game last year, especially down at the end, the Ohio State game. Corum went into that game with a busted-up knee and yet went out there and and tried to play, which is, I think, unusual, right? I think a lot of young men are told, oh, you need to protect yourself. You need to save yourself. Don't don't risk your NFL future. And yet he was out there with the old taped-up knee and gave it a go and, and obviously couldn't, but he tried. That meant a lot to me as, a, as an offensive lineman and, you know, up in the, in the dirty part of the game up front. When your running back tries that and, and you know he's got an NFL future but he's out there trying, that, that shows a lot of guts. And then, of course, Edwards out there playing with a busted hand. He had surgery on that thing and had to have a, his thumb repaired. Just tape the thing up, flip hands, and keep on going. So the toughness factor... Uh, out of both of those young men in that in that running back position, or what, no matter where they are in the field, that goes a long, long way for the rest of that huddle to know that these guys are gamers. Harbaugh and his staff are they maximizing their talent on offense? From what you have watched in this two-year championship run, most would say, okay, you, you hammered Ohio State twice, you won back-to-back Big Ten titles, you. We're one of the final four college football teams in two straight years are loaded again going into this year. Do you believe that they have maximized their offense to their greatest potential? It's hard to say no, Bill, that they haven't because we've ran the table and have won the Big Ten. And the way we run the football and, and the, the, the points that we scored, you, you, you would say absolutely they have. However, the one thing that you and I talked about the way that season finished last year with the passing offense ranked 79th in the nation going into the TCU game, clearly there's room for improvement. And the one missing link in our offense is a feature receiver or a dynamic passing game that is going to balance this offense out to present some more problems for an opposing defensive coordinator TCU, the coaching staff at TCU did a great job exposing the weakness in the heavy double team or gap man running game that we were. And you can neutralize double teams by darting linebackers through gaps, which is what TCU did and gave us all kinds of fits. So there has to be a curveball. There has to be an alternative that this offense can switch gears 
and do some other things. Two years ago, the curveball was was the zone, the, the wide zone play. We were still the heavy gap man, you know, power football, pull two linemen, bring a tight end, bring someone around from the backside, block down the front side, and power the thing up in there. Two years ago, we did that all day long, and then the curveball was Corum on the wide zone or Edwards on the wide zone. We saw a little bit of that last year, but we still, I think, we need to expand this passing offense to be more dynamic from sideline to sideline, give J.J. more tools to work with, which means, like I said earlier, those wide receivers have got to do a better job in 2023 of finding separation and getting open to allow that thing to open up. And I look at the drag routes. I look at the underneath stuff where everything doesn't have to be a big play down the seam or uh, a long out pattern. Just, you Utilize what speed you have. Because something you said earlier this week, Doug, and Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion, offensive lineman, late 80s, early 90s, joining us here on the huge show across Michigan as our Final day of the Tellymore Golf Resort Spring Football Summit takes place just an hour north of GR. You know, you, you talked about this team, and you talked about the talent they have. And I, and I look at it, and I, I really wonder that is there another level? Are we seeing the best we're going to see, right, with Michigan football? Is there something else there? Because they got speed on this team, and that that's what I meant to say going back to what you said. We know the athletes are there. These guys on high school recruiting film from E.J. Holland, they're speedsters. They're 4-4. They're 4-3-9. So how do you take that athleticism to fill in those holes you're talking about? Because that's the next level to me. Because when we watch these national champions, what has been that common denominator? Speed. Look at Bama. Speed when Oklahoma won. Speed when Clemson won. Speed. And that, to me, is finding a way to keep Corman Edwards on the field at the same time. And looking at, so the drag routes, my point is, get a mismatch. Yeah. Not, not, just, not just a safety or going down the middle of the field or a corner and throwing you know, the back shoulder fade. Get a mismatch on a linebacker and let a guy run. Remember the speed and space concept with Gaddis? I'm I'm saying something like that where there is speed and space. I'm I'm glad you brought that up, the mismatches. So this offensive staff has got to do a better job of finding the mismatches and what I say at the line of scrimmage. And I watch a lot of college football, right, Bill? So one of the things that that I've noticed is – and I wonder, and I, and I don't know this, but I wonder, how much of the offensive playbook do we give a quarterback like J.J. at the line of scrimmage to kill a play, call something else, change protection, and find the mismatch and expose it? If you, if you can get to that level, and now you're talking pro-level stuff, but you know, again, 20, 30 years ago, we would always go to the offensive line with at least two plays and often four or six of them, and your quarterback makes the call. Which is the best chance for success? And so when you've got a veteran quarterback who's comfortable in a system and an offensive line who's veteran and listening to the calls and seeing the keys on a defensive front to know what's coming, now you open up so many more options so that when you see the mismatch, you can easily adjust and take advantage of it. And I'm not so sure that we don't do that enough. I don't, 
I don't, I don't know that we do. And, and the reason I say that is what you said before we started answering this question, which is it seems like we call a play and that's just the play. Now, of course, that's not the case all the time. I think we probably go opposite. If you got a play called to the right and you see the defense has shifted, you just go opposite and you go to the left. Those are simple audibles. But I'm talking about advanced audibles to find the mismatch and get the ball out there to Edwards in space and let the guy do what he does best. And I thought that game of taking advantage of mismatches, the only game they did it, well, I'll say two games, second half of TCU, and they did it at Ohio State. I I look, when I go back to the game at Ohio State, that was so out of character from the Michigan offense we saw all season long. And they were taking advantage of mismatches. They had Ohio State guessing. Wait, is McCarthy going to throw? Wait a minute, he's going to counterplay, and there's Edwards through the line again going long. Cornelius Johnson, the throws down the middle. Tall guy, safety 6-1, receiver 6-3.5, taking advantage. That's why after what they did to Ohio State, I really thought they were going into the college football playoff as the best team. Yeah, ready to go. I thought the same thing. It's like, where did this come from? We didn't we didn't hit that many home runs through the air and those deep balls like that like we did against Ohio State in 10, 15 years. And so clearly there's an availability and an ability to do it. And so what happened to the TCU game? Where did that go? And were we just outcoached? Were we outmanned? Well, it was there in the second half, but where did that – why didn't you come out? How, how do you not look at your Ohio State game plan? And say, by the way, TCU is an inferior team to Ohio State. That's my personal opinion. And and that's the questions I have when I watch this team struggle against weaker opponents in the first half. And we've seen a lot of that, okay, the last couple of years. And I know it's how you finish in your 13-0. and 0. I still think there's another gear for this Michigan offense. I, I really do. And that gear is mismatches, speed, movement. Guys in motion, things that quarterbacks at the level of J.J. McCarthy can handle and also execute. I agree with you. And again, I'll go back to when you've got as many veterans and and experienced guys as this offense is going to put on the field, you should have more options on the field to let them make decisions on their own and make the call to get into the right fit against what the defense is giving you. And so you can do that with cadence, you can do it with formation, you can move guys around and, and make a defense show itself, and then you've got, what, you've got the key. You know what you need to do. Make the call, call for the ball, execute and go. And so I, I agree with you, Bill. This is, this is the next step for Michigan's offense to become the more dynamic that we need them to be. And I, and I would say, again, part of that development goes back to the part that's missing, which is the passing stuff inside the 20-yard line. Who's the go-to receiver? Who's the guy that is like, okay, the ball's going over here, and we know there's a pretty good chance it's going to be a touchdown because we've got this guy in the field, and they don't. So this is this is be the interesting stuff, right? But the good news is, the I again, I keep saying this, there's no question there's high-level football players in Ann Arbor. We pump guys in the NFL every year, and a lot of them, and they go on to have great success in the NFL so the parts and pieces are there. Someone just has to step up and be the guy to catch that football out in the edge. So what you're telling me, Doug, is that if Michigan utilizes the mismatches this fall, that their offense could be a next-level group, that we could see things we haven't seen from J.J. McCarthy and Harbaugh on offense. 
I think this coaching staff is going to have to find a way to evolve this offense beyond what it was, which was last year very, very good. But obviously, TCU figured out a way to give us all kinds of problems. And so this 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 staff is going to have to find a way to get the best talent on the field, which is Corum and Edwards at the same time, and some sort of package that's going to give defenses fits. And I think you take a veteran quarterback and a veteran offensive line and guys that have played a lot of football around there, and you give them more options to do some things on the field that are going to make defenses choose. You make them take a, take a choice, make a choice, and then you take the easiest path of any resistance. It's, it's as old as the game itself. That's what you do. You figure out what the defense is going to give you, and you make them pay for it. And I think that's the next step. And, and I'm not saying that Michigan didn't do any of this last year, because I think they did. I think they're just going to have to do more of it to evolve this offense. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman, also part of the Michigan football podcast you can hear year-round with Chris Ballas at TheWolverine.com joining us. If you have a Michigan question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan Local decision makers, local team members, a bank you can trust and depend on, which is more important than ever before with our friends from Mercantile Bank. Your Michigan football questions, 1-866-838-4843. Final segment with Skeen this hour, we'll play the schedule game, which we did in hour number one with Ballas. We'll do it in the final hour with Clayton Safey from TheWolverine.com. How many wins does Skeener have for Harbaugh and Michigan this year in the regular season. You can drop your total at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook, one of our Bush Light Huge Questions of the Day. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older than Michigan to play. Get ready to swing for a good cause at Van Andel Institute Purple Community's 11th Annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point in GR. With the shotgun start at 8.30 a.m., this is the event for all golf enthusiasts. Participate in an individual or foursome admission, all while having food and beverages provided. The best part is that 100% of the proceeds will benefit breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register now at VAI.org. That's VAI.org. Got any plans for Mental Health Action Day? You do now. Join us online on Thursday, May 18th from 7 to 9 p.m. for In Tune, a free live stream event featuring performances and conversations with the Verve Pipe, Barrel Bones, Carlos Cece, Cole Hansen, and more. Visit IUnderstandLoveHeals.org to find out how you can log in and join the celebration for free. May 18th is Mental Health Action Day. Take action. Visit IUnderstandLoveHeals.org and join the celebration. Have you ever played golf at Tullymore, St. Ives? Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids? 
Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more. And especially golf on the 18-hole layout at Tullymore and the 18 holes at St. Ives. And they can accommodate any group, whether it's two people getting together or 200 looking for a weekend or an overnight celebration. That includes a little business, golf, great food, and beverages. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. Get more info at TullymoreGolf.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan, 19 radio stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Also, the free stream is live weekdays at 3 at thehugeshow.net. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in America where you get mobile service. Doug Skeen is joining me inside this hour as we continue our final day. From the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, it's our annual Spring Football Summit. Talking Michigan, Michigan State, Big Ten, and the Lions. Ready to play the schedule game with Skeen when it comes to Michigan football uh, this year. So, Doug, let's uh, start off with, well, we can do East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Rutgers. I think we both would agree that they're 4-0, correct? Uh, that is affirmative. We are 4-0 uh, to the first four weeks of the season, yes. All right, so then after that, um, it moves on following Rutgers and the 4-0 uh, start. There is a, a portion of that schedule where some have some concern because you're going to be on the road if you're Harbaugh and the Wolverines uh, three out of four weeks at Nebraska, at Minnesota, Indiana at the big house, and then at Michigan State. Now, I believe Michigan will be favored in all of their games currently on the schedule uh, for 2023. A lot of people are feeling this could be a stumbling block and might be one of the losses. I don't see it. I don't either. I I just don't know that that those teams have enough going on right now. Um, I think there's some some fine football players at all the, at Nebraska, obviously up at Minnesota. Row the boat guy does a good job of getting his team motivated to play. Coach Fleck up there gets him excited. I just don't know if, barring injuries, I don't know how Michigan can stumble in in those games. This this program in the last two years has demonstrated that they can go on the road in tough environments and win. And so, when you go down to Columbus and you do what you did last year. Uh, which is another building block on top of two years of being able to go on the road and, and perform in really difficult, noisy stadiums. I, I've, it's always a challenge, but I, I don't see it as a loss. It is interesting when you break down the schedule, and I've gone over this with Ballas in hour number one. You know, five of your last eight, Ohio State's at home, but a you know, stretch there, five of seven games on the road. But I look at the Big Ten. I look at what's returning. I understand at Penn State, the hostile environment, but 
Michigan, in those two years of being Big Ten champs, for the most part, has met the call for hostile environments. Nothing will be bigger than Ohio State last year. Uh, I don't see those losses. You know, again, Ohio State's so hungry that they've been embarrassed two years in a row that they could feel his jobs on the line. That might be the the game that I think will give them the most trouble if if there is going to be a game that gives 2023 Michigan football a chance at losing during the regular season. Totally agree. Uh, obviously, there's no motivation down in Columbus. Um, there's a lot of really good football players in that roster down there, and, and losing to Michigan two years in a row hasn't been done in uh, – Gosh, almost a generation or two of Buckeye football, and so I would I certainly expect their best uh, in, in, in a, let's just say a better defensive game plan uh, this year. No matter what happens from these two teams down the end, down toward the end of the season, but you know we look we look at these 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 schedules and we say, oh gosh, they have to go on the road, and and I and I have to remind myself, and and we can remind people listening to us talk about this that. Boy, there's some football teams that love going on the road. We used to love it many years years ago. It was going on the road was so much fun in so many ways. And yeah, home games are cool because your family's here and you know your home, the home crowd, and all that stuff. It's great, but there's a certain satisfaction with going on the road. It's you guys in that bus and on that airplane against the entire state of Ohio or. You know, a whole university of wishing for your demise, and you go into their stadium in front of their families and their friends, and you have your way with them, and you beat them. Boy, it's a lot of fun and really satisfactory. It makes for a lot of fun on the way home. So some teams thrive on that, and the closer you these these guys get to each other, and the more affection they have, and as teammates, and the harder they work for each other. Sometimes going on the road is is better than a long streak at home. Doug Skeen is a five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman at the University of Michigan, late 80s, early 90s. You can hear Doug with Chris Ballas on the Michigan Football Podcast at TheWolverine.com. He's joining us here at Tellingmore for our spring football summit. We'll be back in August to preview the season in my. Uh, between Michigan, the expectations of being a possible national champion, uh, we talked about the Lions yesterday. They seem to be the type of team that is welcoming uh, the pressure, the expectations. The only thing that could derail it that goes beyond the control of anybody uh, would be injuries. That's why you know we discussed a couple times this week uh, the backup QB uh, is a concern, and I know they went out and got Tuttle, who played at Indiana, but trying to dissect Michigan, trying to look at uh, the schedule. I, I guess it's just if they have another 13-0 and year and they beat Ryan Day, and here's a guy that was a, a field goal miss from probably being national champions, and that shows you the power of Ohio State, Michigan. Go ask John Cooper about it. Go ask Harbaugh about it early in his career until the last two years. That if Day loses for a third straight time, he he won't be fired, but he may just run for the hills. That, that, that is crazy to go back to that miss against Georgia because I think Ohio State then goes against TCU and and beats them by four touchdowns. But they could be in trouble if Hardball gets after him again to end this upcoming season. 
it's crazy to talk about because I I think I think Ryan Day is a heck of a good football coach, but I I can tell you have with with work in in the work that I do, I cover a good chunk of Ohio. I spend time down in Ohio every every month. I go down to Cleveland and spend time and a lot of my coworkers down there in that part of the country are big Ohio State fans. It feels like half of that state's already done with him. Like they have no use for him because he's lost to Michigan twice. They call him they call him Ryan Cooper down there, some people do. And I and I say to my Buckeye friends, I'm like, Really? You guys are serious? And and they feel the same way we did not too many years ago about Coach Harbaugh and the previous head coaches when Ohio State would mop the floor with us. It's not a good feeling to be on the wrong side of this this rivalry, which Ohio State is right now. And so all the pressure in the world is continuing to mount on that coach down there. And, and in spite of that, you know, objectively speaking, again, I think he's a really good football coach and he's going to be successful, hopefully not against us. But I would look, everybody says, oh, the Buckeyes are losing this, this, this. You know, they lost Stroud and, they're, and they got to lose this guy, they lose that guy. That roster is loaded, has been loaded, will be loaded. Ohio State will be very good come the end of November, barring some disaster that's going to be the biggest test for Michigan in 2023. All right, before I let you go, uh, what's going to be the finish for Michigan football this fall? Uh, We both just talked. We seem to believe that the regular season will feature no losses. Uh, You could get a rematch with Cade McNamara and Eric All in the Big Ten title game if it's Iowa and Michigan. Will they get over that hump in the Final Four? Will they be national champions? Because I'm looking at college football this year, and there aren't a lot of returning quarterbacks. Stroud gone, Bryce Young gone. You got Caleb Williams and USC, but they don't play a lot of defense. How will Michigan end the 2023 football campaign? Well, that's a great question. I wish I knew more about what the playoff dynamic was going to be, because I agree with you. I think we're going to be in that playoff we're going to be right back where we were for a third season in a row, and then something's going to have to be different about the way we approach that game. Uh, I'm going to go all in. You know, I think I think we've got the talent again, barring injuries. We've got the talent and the experience to do it, the coaching staff to do it, the players. Uh, we've got the momentum. Expectations are high. You start checking boxes and just assuming you're going to win the Big Ten. Assuming is the wrong word. I take that back expecting to win the Big Ten and get back into that playoff, I think this could be absolutely the year to do it, assuming that those things we talked about are going to happen, an expanded, more dynamic, check-with-me-at-the-line kind of offense that's going to give guys more chances to get into some mismatches. If this offense can take the next step and this defensive front from Michigan can get to the quarterback and disrupt quarterbacks in big games, the sky's the limit. Michigan makes it to the national championship. Makes it to the national championship, <laughs> Doug Skeen. You did not finish that uh, question, so they make it but don't win it. Well, since we're playing in this game of hypotheticals, yeah, this this absolutely is the team that could absolutely go do it. And sure, I'm all in, Bill. Count me in. Michigan undefeated national champions 2023 and that is an unbiased opinion from a five-time big 10 champion offensive lineman at michigan late 80s early 90s doug thank you so much it was an unbelievable uh three days on and off air here at the tellymore golf resort spring football summit 
great job on the course and on the show. Thanks for having me. Love being here. Wonderful place. Awesome golf course here. And I look forward to it and go blue. You can hear Doug Skeen and Chris Ballas with the Michigan Football Podcast year-round at thewolverine.com. I also want to remind everybody that when it comes to the college football season, you'll want to stop by all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills. A couple of happy hours every day, you'll find brands' uh, locations throughout Michigan. But right now, you can watch the Tigers games, NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, PGA Tour, and more. At All Brands Steakhouse and Grills. You'll find a location in Bay City, a Brands in Caledonia, Brands in Holland, Johnny Brands in Granville, Johnny Brands on Leonard in downtown GR, and also Mike Brands in Cascade. Mike Brands Sr. has that location. Mike Brands Jr. with Liz Brands Stegeheist have the locations in Bay City and Caledonia, along with Sean Stegeheist. For the brands close to you, go to brands.com. And also, you can order up, pick up, or delivery of all your brands' favorites at brands.com. Everything huge 24 7 at thehugeshow.net. I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Herman Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports. And the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and Sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long. Right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Nickelodeon Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer, made with coconut water and real fruit juice for a superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer, IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for my good friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So you have the chase for the NBA rings going on right now. Some unbelievable action. And they have an offer for new customers who are listening, who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up because those new customers then can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Just open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If your bet loses... They'll give you a bonus bet back up to the amount of your initial bet, up to $10. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you use code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at one 800 270 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Opt-in required.
required. One bonus bet issued based on amount of initial losing NBA bet. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Our road show is on the patio at the incredible Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Uh, Gary Lewandowski is the director of golf here at Tullymore. He joins us. And, man, St. Ives, Gary, Tullymore, we played both courses. Uh, great shape. I know it's early. Uh, it's mid-May. But let's talk about the 36-hole layout, the golf, and for someone who hasn't come to Tullymore and played either course, what they will experience. Yeah, the, it is early. Um, it's been a little bit of a tougher spring, definitely, but both golf courses are starting to come around, um, becoming in fabulous shape, what people are expected to see here midsummer already. So it's great. Um, two fabulous layouts. The best part about our resort is both golf courses are totally different from each other. So you're going to get 36 holes of completely different golf. You know, an hour away from most of the listeners to this show. Um, great place to come, stay and play. We've got so many great different deals and two unbelievable golf courses. Gary Lewandowski, director of golf for the Tullymore Golf Resort, joining us uh, here in Canadian Lakes, uh, Michigan. And different tee boxes, and even we'll we'll play different tee boxes when we're here. You can feel it if you want to go back to the tips at Tullymore, which creates a PGA-like uh, course feel. You can play up and have some fun. Uh, kids, ladies, uh, people just beginning the game of golf. Uh, both courses offer multiple tee boxes. Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, a few years back, we also um, implemented our tee it forward program. Um, so we've got plates out in the fairway. Um, you can play the golf courses from you know any distance from you know. 4,000 yards up to 7,200 yards at Tellymore. So um, lots of different combo tees, regular tees. Um, that's the thing with the game that we found out with talking to everybody is, you know, it, they still want to have an opportunity, even if they're a 20 handicapper, to hit a par four in regulation and, and have a putt at a birdie still. You know, we all still love to make those birdies. And um, we give that opportunity from all the different sets of tees that we have. And it's just playing. The game is meant to be fun. Um, we're not um, the guys on TV on the weekend. We're out there trying to have fun, beat our buddies, as you found out today. Amen. Thank you, Gary. For somehow somehow, that's, somehow bringing that in. That, Doug that's didn't fine. tell me to do that. that. That's finding its way into every – we can talk about the Lions. We can talk about Michigan, the Big Ten. It's coming right back uh, to Doug Skeen and his incredible round at Tellemore. If you want to book a tea time, if you live within driving distance, it's simple and easy. You know, 45 minutes tops north of GR. Go to TellymoreGolf.com. Stay in play packages at TellymoreGolf.com. I know, Gary, you work with outings. You had the Big Rapids High School Golf Invitational in here uh, yesterday at Tellymore. Uh, huge events. 
eight guys want to get together. Uh, you offer it all, the lodge, stay and play, accommodations, tellingmoregolf.com. If you want to check out uh, the golf course, also go uh, to tellingmoregolf.com. Gary Lewandowski, director of golf here at Tellymore, and also saying is my man. Hard to believe uh, we're ready for another golf season. That was a fast off season. We'll talk to you soon, my man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Tellymoregolf.com. Check out both courses. Uh, if you love the game, you'll love Tellymore. Book that stay and play package. A lot of the weekends are filling up. Uh, they have their Taco Tuesday promotion, which is awesome. Two nineteen a person, double occupancy, thirty six holes of golf, taco dinner, uh, overnight stay. Uh, just go to TullymoreGolf.com. Book that getaway today at TullymoreGolf.com or book a tee time. If you haven't played Tullymore St. Ives, get up here and play. Book that tee time at TullymoreGolf.com. Big. Bad. Huge.